Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. How you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg, and I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. Should Cooperstown finally say enough is enough and allow Bonds and Clemens into the Hall of Fame? Plus, when is it enough for Mr. David Wright? Like I said, you're going to want to listen up because you're really going to want to get a load of this. It's, it's like a broken record. Should these guys, should these juicers, should these cheaters, performance-enhancing drug uni- users, steroid users, whatever you want to call them, should they be allowed into the Hall of Fame? The debate goes on and on and on. Quietly, quite frankly, I've had enough of it. But it always rears, the debate always rears its ugly head, uh, you know, in the summertime simply because, you know, of the Hall of Fame and, you know, that question always comes up and the voting and and this and that. But the reason it struck me recently was because this past Sunday, was Sunday or Saturday, whenever the heck it was, I believe it was Sunday, uh, Barry Bonds had his number retired out in uh, San Francisco by the Giants, and it was a nice ceremony and emotional and, you know, strings and violins playing and the tears. Everybody were given onions so they could cry on cue. Uh, but but look, uh, you know, so it made me think about it. And there is no mistake about it. Barry Bonds is one of the greatest of all time. One of the greatest of all time. 762 homers. Juice and no juice, 1,996 runs batted in. Don't forget, he even had 500, over 500, I believe it was 514 steals. A batting average of just inches under 300. A lot career, 298 for 22 seasons. I mean, the guy was a killer. Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six. Seven. Seven most valuable player awards. I mean, it's insanity. But, and here is my but, and I'm just talking about Bonds now. We'll get to Clemens in a bit. But both of them have similarities. And the similarities are this. I'm just talking about Bonds now. Bonds, Barry Bonds, was a Hall of Famer to me based on his first eight seasons alone. If God forbid... You don't wish it on anybody. If, God forbid, he had an injury, a tragedy, 
broke his leg, broke his back, God forbid, and couldn't play after his first eight seasons. His first eight seasons alone, to me, put him into the Hall of Fame. Okay? I mean, his numbers, you're talking about he was a three-time most valuable player. Think about that during that eight-year period. Three times. In 90, 92, and 93. Oh, by the way, in 91, he finished second. Second. So we're talking about I mean, he was the dominant. He was the dude. He was the stud, okay, for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Just a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, ball player. Great, great ball player. I mean, that 93 season, oh, my God. 46 dingers. 123 runs batted in. I think it was 29, 30, 29 steals and a 336 batting average. Barry Bonds played 22 seasons. And I'm telling you, folks, of the 22 seasons, the first eight alone put him, numbers-wise, into the Hall of Fame. So you can say to me, well, Russ, if you're telling us that, that those first eight seasons alone puts him into the Hall of Fame before the juice, before the steroids, before the cream, whatever the hell you want to call it, before the bullshit started. If you're telling us, Russ, the first eight seasons put him in the Hall of Fame, then Your question to me might be, then why the hell should he be kept out? And my answer is this. Why did this schmuck have to cheat in the first place? He didn't need to. He did not need to. You know, back in 1988, uh, I went to cover... Dominican baseball in the Dominican Republic. It's when I was still working up in Toronto. My last year was just before I came to New York. And um, I spent 10, 10 days there. And at that time, only the Toronto Blue Jays and the L.A. Dodgers had academies in the Dominican Republic. Those were the only two teams. Okay. And believe you me when I tell you, you want to talk about dirt poor. I mean, I met kids that were dirt poor. Their homes had dirt on their floors. When I say dirt poor, I am not exaggerating. And you know something, folks? I can tell you, you know what? If a kid like that, even though he shouldn't do it, I'm not condoning it. But I can logically say, you know what? I I could see a kid like that, you know, comes from nothing. is looking to climb out of nothing and make it. He's looking for an edge. I I could understand 
the lore of ah, if this can help me get over the top and and to cheat a little bit. I I I I'm not condoning it. I can buy that. Okay? But I cannot buy why Barry Bonds had to cheat. Don't buy it. And, and, and you know, don't give me this shit that I hear all the time. Well, if everybody else was doing it, well, you know what? Two wrongs don't make a right. Because everybody, you didn't have to do it. You were already a champ. You were a great, great player. You were a Hall of Famer before you had to do it. And not only did you do it, but then on top of it, after you did it, you became a giant-sized bullshit artist. You lied about it. You never came forward and had the balls and manhood to say, okay, I effed up. I apologize. There was no need for me being a schmuck about it. I'm sorry. That was never the case. That was never the case. It's never been the case. You didn't have to cheat. But you did cheat. And then you continued to lie about it. So I I take nothing away from your prowess as a great ball player, Barry Bonds. You were one of the best I've seen. You didn't have to cheat. You did not have. You were a Hall of Famer. I I remember. I'm I'm covering you, and I'm saying, man, this guy is great. I I, I remember when he'd come into Shea Stadium to play the Mets. I was like dumbfounded. I mean, this guy is great. You didn't have to do it, and you did it. And if somebody thinks I'm being a hard ass about this or I'm being inflexible, well, you know what? There's got to be an example, maybe, because you see what the problem is, folks? We still see cheaters being caught today. We still see cheaters being caught today. Guys are getting suspended. So if you're going to say, well, it's okay, time has passed, then why have suspensions today? Then any suspension today becomes automatic nonsense bullshit. It becomes worthless. It means nothing. No fine, no suspension, no... It, it, it becomes nonsense. It becomes laughable. It would become a laughing stock. If you're going to say, okay, this, these guys cheated, uh, that they're in. Well, so if that's the case, why the hell shouldn't somebody cheat? You can't do it. I'm sorry. Now, that's Bonds. So let's go to Clemens. Talk about Hall of Fame numbers. 24 seasons. All he's had was one loss record at 354 and 184. Lifetime ERA of 3.12. 354 wins. 24 seasons. Seven. Like I said, of Bonds, seven, count them, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Cy Young Awards, along with a Most Valuable Player Award in one same season. That would be in 1986. Okay? 24 seasons. 
Again, just like Barry Bonds, he didn't have to play his last 16 seasons. His numbers, as far as I'm concerned, what he did in his first eight seasons made him Hall of Fame material. He won the Cy Young Award along with the MVP Award in 1986. He won the Cy Young Award again in 87. He won the Cy Young Award again in 91. His first eight seasons. Think about that. Three Cy Youngs and an MVP Award. And his putts had to cheat. He had to cheat because he had to stay on top of it. He felt he had to compete that way. Well, I'm sorry. You know, that's a bullshit excuse. Like I said, I could buy it. I don't accept it. Like when I hear a kid, you know, maybe it's a minor leaguer. We, we, you've had that happen. But, but, but a young guy trying to get an edge. While I, again, I'm not condoning it, so don't misread this. If you if you do it, you gotta go. You want to say you gotta go? You gotta get suspended. You gotta be fined. But it becomes more acceptable to me in logic wise because you haven't been there yet and you're trying to get there. Clemens, just like Bonds, they were not just there. They were on the top of the mountain. They were the stars of the game. Won a pitcher. One or an outfielder, a regular everyday player. I mean, it's think about that. You're talking about two tremendous all-time talents. In each one, ironically, each one in the first eight seasons, Hall of Fame. Like, like no if ends or buts. I mean, you 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 win three MVPs, you win three Cy Young awards. I'm sorry. You are Hall of Famers. I don't care whatever the hell else you do. That puts you in as far as I'm concerned. You know, that's like, to me, that's like 3,000 hits. That's a big deal. These guys, once, the the big, you know, yardstick used to be like, oh, you know, Yogi had three. And and, and can't remember, remember the guys playing in New York, two catchers. Go, one with the Yankees, one with the Dodgers. Yogi and Roy Campanella, three apiece. You know, other guys, the Maggio's. You know, th- think about it. Three was a big deal. This guy wins seven bonds, and the other guy wins three Cy Young, uh, seven Cy Young awards. My guy growing up was Koufax. Oh, my God. 63, 65, 66, he won three Cy Young Awards. Like, people thought, holy shit, that's like off the charts in in a short period of time. They didn't have to cheat, these two. And if you let them in, if you let them in, then you are telling everybody today, then do, do me a favor, then say, Juice and steroids, performance enhancing, using drugs and everything else is okay. You're telling all the kids and the people coming up, why don't you take your shot? 
You know, if you get caught, you get caught, but eventually down the road, it's going to allow you in. Can't do it. Can't do it. To me, the door has to be closed. And I'll tell you something else. Clemens, Clemens escaped from legal problems when his former buddy, Andy Pettit, if you remember when, when it was the court case, when he, he was, you know, on the stand, eh, kind of misremembered. You remember that phrase, mis, misremembered? Remember that crash? Crash just give me the heads up, my producer. Yeah, misremembered. Uh, oh, do you think it could have been? I, I guess it could, could have been a mistake. I think uh, Clemens, I don't remember exactly, Clemens' um, lawyer asked. Oh, yeah, I, I guess it could have been a mistake or something. Oh, and that's was enough of an opening for people to pass a judgment of innocent, whatever the heck it was. But that really, if if it would have, if if it was no misremembering, believe you me, it, it would have been a lot worse for Clemens. And I'll tell you something else: when if anybody but. Good guy Andy Pettit, who everybody loved, myself included. If anybody else had said that kind of misremembering, he would have got his ass ripped apart publicly by the media. And I love Andy. Perfect gentleman at all times. But unlike unlike Andy, uh, Andy Pettit, when Andy Pettit got caught, whether he was just going on a PR... Uh, binge or what? Andy Pettit was smart enough. I remember a training camp sit with him. He was apologizing to everybody. He 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 came up to you. He apologized if you were a member of your print media. He apologized uh, if you were a member of the electronic media. He was smart about it. And so after you know he got kind of taken over the coals a bit. It was all done. And everybody loves loved Andy and still loves Andy. Clemens was looked upon as a pariah. Why? Because all he did, no, 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 no. This guy's a liar. That guy's full of shit. His, his uh, trainer. Everybody, everybody, were ba- they, well, everybody was a bad guy. But Roger the Dodger. Guy played 24 seasons. I'm telling you, he didn't need to play the last 16. First eight put him in the Hall of Fame in, in terms of his what he accomplished. Three of his seven MVPs, three, excuse me, three of his seven Cy Young Awards in, in those first eight seasons along with an MVP. I mean, we're talking about monster performers, Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens. I'm sorry. They got to stay out. And, and you know, if people want to think about letting them in, well, you know, I, I've said this till I'm blue in the face, and I'll continue to say it. If they ever let a juicer in, they better damn well let one Pete Rose in. Now, Pete Rose broke a rule. No ifs, ends, or buts about it. And don't give me this shit about, oh, but, but he hasn't been contrite. I, I'm not contrition my ass the bottom line is the best hitter of all time i mean the numbers do not lie you know all time leading hitter 
not just an all-time leading hitter, but really a self-made guy. You know, they talk about the five tool players. Run, hit, throw, hit for power, field. He he wasn't a big power hitter, wasn't a blazing runner, didn't have a great arm. And he's the example of what hard work is and what being a self-made hustler is. He's not in the Hall of Fame. If Pete Rose is not in the Hall of Fame, and I understand why, but Pete didn't cheat his way into the Hall of Fame. He didn't look for that edge, okay? So you can give me all the tears and and all this and, you know, all the good old boy stories. I'm sorry. And, And if Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds were sitting across from me, I would say the exact same thing. Why the hell did you have to be so stupid? You didn't need to do it. I mean... His godfather, Barry Bonds' godfather was there Sunday night saying, let this guy in. Now, that godfather is the greatest ball player I, Russ Salzburg, have ever seen play in my lifetime. Okay? I didn't see DiMaggio. But I got to see, I, you know, I got to see a lot of great players. You know, the Willie Mazes, the Clementes, the Aarons, the Mantles. I mean, you know, Frank Robinsons. Great, great players. Griffies. Willie's the greatest that I have ever seen. Because Willie did everything. You want to talk about five tools, I think he had ten tools. And he didn't have to cheat. Okay, he just didn't have to cheat. So as as far as I'm concerned, um, again, you want to call me a hard ass for saying these guys need to stay out. So be it. It it just again, you know, this is a discussion that every once in a while it gets brought up. And it really, you know, you're talking about Barry Bonds. And when his number was retired the other day, it just struck me. Well, here's here goes this discussion again. And fans love them. Well, you know, that's the hypocrisy with fans anyway. They love you if they're cheating for you. (laughs) But if they're cheating against you, you're an asshole. You know, like like to me, that's why, you know, sorry some of you A-Rod fans. The only way to me he should ever get into the Hall of Fame is by buying a ticket like the rest of us and, and, and a visit. But I guess since now he's a member of the media, he doesn't have to he pay. He can just go in. Because he was a multiple times cheater and a multiple times liar. The door has to stay closed for these people. Has to. The, the minute, the minute it opens up, and, and you, you know, the writers who vote for it and the people who vote for it, the minute they say, you know what, enough's enough. The minute you say enough is enough, that says to everybody today, well, then it's okay to do it. Because, okay, 
you you can do it, but then you got to pay uh, penance. Come on. You know what they say? Either you're pregnant. It's not like you're a little bit pregnant. Either you is or you ain't. It's either or. It's not not a maybe. If you cheat, you're out. Bonds and Clemens cheated. They are out. All right. Having said that, there's a guy hasn't played too much, hasn't played at all the last couple of years. And you do not have to be a fan of that team to be a fan of this young man. But David Wright, as far as I'm concerned, is really something special. The kid is, uh, listen, his career has been cut short, okay? His career has been cut short. He hasn't played since, what, 2016, uh, he he's under contract. I think he's owed like $33 million. You know, the Mets are on the hook for $33 million, like through 2020. Now, they're covered, you know, as long as he's on the disabled list. I, I think uh, I read someplace where insurance pays 75% of a salary. But, I mean, the guy's had three big surgeries. He's got problems with his spine. I I mean, a lot of guys under these circumstances would say, screw this. I don't need to do this any longer. I mean, nobody ever called, nobody ever called or can ever call David Wright a dog or a quitter. I mean, he, he is the quintessential what you would ask for as what you would want to be a leader. You you would point, you would take your, your son or your daughter and say, okay, you, you want to compete in sports? That's your example of what a leader and how you should conduct your life. On and off the field. Okay? But the kid has just been destroyed by injuries and surgeries, and he's still trying to come back. And I, by the time you get this, you're going to get this on a Friday because we posted on a Friday. But, but I, I, at the time I'm talking about this right today, he's had two rehab stints in Port St. Lucie. He's 0 for 4 with three strikeouts. No big deal. And and I think he, he's caught a pop-up and he had one, you know, one throw to first base on a ground ball. I, I mean, he would like... I'm reading his hope is he'd like to be up for the last month of September. God bless. Uh, I would love to see it happen. If that's what he wants to happen, far be it for me to pass judgment on that. Because so many other people, fighters, you know, guys who I consider game and so many other people would have said enough. You know, old man upstairs is telling me my time's up. Time to hang him up. I can't do it anymore. He He's and nobody would call this guy a quitter. He's just he continues to try to come back. But I, I just think it's to no avail. 
It, it, it really breaks my heart. It's, it's, to me, it's gut-wrenching. It, it, it's, it's sad to watch any young man. That's the one thing about sports. You, your career can go in a finger snap. You know, the, the fame, the cheering, the dough, everything. It can go in a finger snap. And he listen. He's he's gonna he's getting his money. You know, if he walked in and said, "Hey guys, I can't do this anymore," believe me, nobody, including the Mets, would think less of him. But he's trying. And and t- you know what? I don't even. You know, as a kid growing up, I really got stuck on numbers. I didn't even realize it. You know, my producer here, Crash, pointed it out to me. He's only 10. He's got 242 home runs to be the all-time Met. The all-time Met home run leader is uh, the straw, Strawberry, with 252. And I don't know if that's in the back of David's mind, 11 more to be the king of the Mets. But, boy, 11 home runs to me at this point in time for David Wright, that number seems as colossal as 111 home runs or 211. I I just, I don't see how he can do it. But it it really is an example of guys, of, of a particular guy fighting to try and come back. How many times have we done stories how many times, folks, think about it, in, in, in sports where, like, we'll make the comment, oh, man, that guy's a dog. You know, he, he doesn't care. He's just taking his money. Just taking his money. He doesn't care. Think about it. It happens an awful lot. Oh, you know, he's just taking his money. He doesn't care. He's getting his money. I mean, David Wright could be doing that, but, and he's not. I give him a tremendous amount of credit. A a tremendous amount of credit. But I just... I I just can't see him coming back. I I, I just can't see him coming back. I would love, believe me, it would be the feel-good story of all feel-good stories. If David Wright could come back, it would be the feel-good story of all feel-good stories. Well, how wonderful would it be? <laughs> he comes in, it's part of the September, you know, he's back in September. It's a home run. Are you kidding me? I mean, I could see the back pages of the dailies. The right stuff. No pun intended, but David Wright is made of the right stuff. Really is. Kid was a terrific ball player, a a great human being, a leader, a a model of, of leadership. I you can't say nothing bad about him. Accommodating, great teammate, never a dog, always a fighter, always encouraging teammates. I just uh, I. I I just can't see it happening. 
Uh, you know, I, I don't want to be a party pooper here. And, and I pray that this guy can do it for, for his own sake, because you know what? Uh, he deserves it. I just, I think uh, if if I got to make a decision here, and that I think that's the, also the thing with David. You, if is the decision being made with your heart or your head? And sometimes, sometimes the heart can be a little misleading. So I wish David Wright well. I mean, you know, when, when I just finished talking about cheaters, David never cheated anybody. Never cheated the public, never cheated a teammate, never cheated an opponent. He himself has been cheated because his career has been cut short. Uh, like I said, you know, if he can come back, God bless him. You know, I I hope I'm wrong. I, I just I just don't see it happening. All right. Just a little bit of football. Uh, again, by the time you get there, well, this is posted uh, on Friday, so tonight the Giants will be playing the Lions in Detroit. They spent the entire week, you know, after Monday they flew to uh, Motown to uh, scrimmage with the uh, Lions all week. And uh, I was there Monday standing right there when... Uh, Saquads, they call him Saquads because of the size of his quads. But that didn't help him because going for a pass, making a great play from a pass from rookie quarterback Kyle Loletta, uh, and everybody saw it. It was a great play, a great play. He, he came up a little gimpy. And you could hear like everybody like, oh, shit, what happened? Oh, my goodness, what happened? You knew right away it was a hammy. And... You know, I said right away. In fact, I texted my buddy Sid Rosenberg to say it's he's okay. I'm sure they're going to say something. That, you know, that it's a tweaked hamstring, and he's not going to. You know, I'm sure he's not playing tonight against the Lions. If he does, it'd be a major upset. But of course, he's not going to play because why should he? It's not a major injury, but he's a major talent. He's. A big investment. He's the second pick overall. Why? I, I, I guess that's the way it is in the world today with social media, with Twitter, with everything. Instagram, it's got to be put out right away. This happened, that happened. Oh, somebody farted in the direction of the wrong wind. The wind blew back. I mean, come on. It's. I hate. Preseason football. I hate it. it it's a catch-22. The reason I hate it, because football is not unlike any other sport. In, in particular, it's unlike baseball. Because when baseball starts, you're going from the winter, you're freezing your balls off, you're cold, your tuchus hurts, everything's bothering you, and you're watching the guys down in Florida... The, right? Grapefruit League, the Cactus League. You're watching baseball, fun in the sun. It warms you up, makes you feel good. Uh-uh, with football. Because foot, the injury, 
it's so easy to get hurt in preseason, and that's what's scary. You know, when people say, what do I want to see in spring training, in, in, in preseason? I want to see everybody on my teams intact. I don't want to see anybody injured. Yeah, of course. Saquon is a brand new rookie running back. Of course, we'd like to see him play. But he's the number two overall pick. Unless something happens that nobody in the world, including the man upstairs, foresaw coming, he can play football. Okay? So you need to be safe than sorry. And I don't really give a shit if he plays against the Lions or he plays against the Jets the following week. And usually the last game, which is the game against the, um, what do you call it? Against the, the uh, it's a Thursday night game uh, on the 30th. It, it's against the Patriots. In that fourth game, none of the big guns play. Everybody gets rested and maybe, you know, one or two guys who are battling to be that 53rd man on the roster. You know, that's what that's about. I don't care if Saquon plays, and and quite frankly, I hope they rest him. I just let everybody be healthy. Listen, Pat Shermer's been very careful with Odell Beckham Jr. And let me remind everybody, you know, people who forget about rookies, you people, in 2014, and Beckham certainly did not come into the National Football League, did not come to the Giants with the fanfare in which um, Saquon Barkley came, okay? Saquon Barkley said hello. All of a sudden, his jersey was the hottest-selling jersey in, in the league. Beckham, you might recall, if, if you didn't, he missed the first four games. First four games with a hamstring injury. The first four games. And I remember everybody was being a pain in the ass to to Coughlin. When's he going to play? When's he going to play? And everybody wants to know because they can write about it or talk about it or report about it. We got to get the guy healthy first. And they they were careful with him. Well, you know, being careful paid off back in 2014 because all he did was have um, Odell... 91 catches, 1,305 yards, 12 touchdowns. Not bad, huh? And he was the first wide receiver in NFL history to hit 1,000 yards. After missing the season's first three games, he didn't only just miss the first three, he missed the first four. So you got to be smart. That That's the... When you have blue chippers... We're not talking about diamonds in the rough here. We're talking about diamonds, period. When you have diamonds like that, big investments like that, you got to be careful. Got to be careful. You know, I'm sure, believe me, If uh, young Mr. Donald for the Jets, if 
something was ailing him, the Jets would be smart about it. And, well, they should, or anybody else for that matter. I, I just don't get caught up in preseason football. There are things I want to see without question. And, you, you know, you can say, well, yeah, but, Russ, if you don't get to see it, how do you make your judgment? Well, you know what? That's up to the coaches to make their judgment. But it's it's also up to the coaches to be smart, to be heady about the situation. And I'm telling you, folks, when Saquon pulled up, it was not like the end of the world. He pulled up like, I'll tell you what, if this was midseason and it was a game, I'd bet I'd bet the house that he'd play. He'd have that hammy wrapped up and he'd play. Especially, if, you know, if, if something was on the line. I mean, I, that, that's another thing. You got to be careful during the season. You know, I, I you, yeah, believe me, football's a tough sport. You got to be a warrior in that sport, but you also have to be smart. And, and you know, it, it's kind of like, like a fighter. I don't know if you remember, you know, how many of you are fight fans. If you remember the thriller in Manila, smoking Joe Frazier, Muhammad Ali. I mean, it was a war. What was it, the 14th, the end of the 14th round? It was a war. It was a round to go. And Eddie Futch, great trainer, would not let Smoke and Joe, because the, the fight was still in doubt who was going to win the fight, would not let him would not let Smoke and Joe go. go. Said that was it. Sometimes you need somebody like that to make the decision for you. Because as I said, people think, just like I was talking about David Wright, you're thinking with your heart, somebody's got to think with their heads. They've got to be safe and smart about it. Pat Shermer and the giant hierarchy are being smart about it. A kid might want to play. You don't want to risk anything right now. So uh, let's be safe than sorry. Let's get uh, everybody healthy and let the season uh, begin. Speaking of the season beginning, folks, just a little. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I should say an update for you. Beginning in September. Uh, the my, all my post uh, podcasts have been posted on um, Fridays. It's going to get moved up a day. They're all going to be posted on Thursdays, beginning in September. Actually, uh, in conjunction with the opening of the NFL season, so uh, you'll be looking for it uh, next week. It's still on Friday. Uh, the, uh, the 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 next two weeks are Fridays, but then once September we get into September, you'll be getting uh, get a load of this a day early. Having said that, I want to thank all of you for getting a load of this today. And now I'd uh, like to get a load of you. So let me know what you think about Mr. Bonds, Mr. Clemens, David Wright, Saquon Barkley, whatever you want. You know, let me know on Twitter. Send me your thoughts at Russ Salzberg or on Facebook. And you can always uh, get a load of my website. Very easy to remember. It's russsalsberg.com. Once again, thanks to my illustrious, let's say that 
kind of tongue-in-cheek there, Crash. But yes, my illustrious producer, Mike Caragliano, better known as Crash. My thanks to 77 WABC News Director Craig Schwab. My thanks to Assistant WABC News Director Matt Dahl. Uh, many thanks to the OG Podcast Network. And most of all, my thanks to Use People. Because without Use People, I'd have nobody here to talk to. So until next week, it is yours truly, Russ Salzberg, saying to all of you, Bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Start clean with Clorox, because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen, remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, 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 of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface.